Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 101. Our skill topic for this week, per Jimmy DeResta's request, is glass cutting. The, the pastime that everybody enjoys. Tanda, what, what skill class is glass cutting? Uh, I remember. Uh, is that just not it? I, I, I didn't hear anything. What, decided. what What did you say? Still. Oh, it, oh, it filtered the sound out. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. everybody else heard it. Um, everybody so heard it on the recording. We did not hear it. No one but know. dogs can hear that, Tanda, but I'm sure they'll show up on the recording. So <sighs> let's let's just move on. Uh Tom, what what research did you do on glass cutting? I don't I don't know. Well, in the pre-show we were talking about can you turn glass into sand and I googled it and apparently you kind of can. Uh at least a sand-like substance um which they use they actually put on beaches sometimes, which has got to be like an inhalation nightmare for some toxicologists out there. But what was the other thing they well, used for? Well, only if it's fine enough. Oh, pool filters. Oh yeah, which is brilliant. That's yeah, a great sand. place to use. I was a lifeguard in high school, glass. and we had sand, uh, sand pool filters that were, you know, just like clean sand. So I'm, I'm guessing crushed yeah. glass would work similarly. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's just a filter. Uh, but I am confused why that's necessary. Like glass can be recycled into, into glass, can't it? It would seem to be a better use of it, right? <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Why, why, why are we, why are we doing that? Maybe, maybe if the mix is really high of different kinds of glass and and different grades or something, it's it's dip, more difficult to recycle. I don't know. Yeah, I why did, you would do I that? I did see something. I, I don't remember it enough to talk about it, but I did see something a little while ago about this. Um, I think it was a couple that started a recycling thing, and uh, they she went through like the all the layers of recycling glass and plastics and like to the nitty gritty and like had this pile of like stuff that can't be recycled, even though it's, it, I don't remember if it was colored glass or, or what, what it was, but um, it was stuff that they just can't use. And they were trying to figure out how they could repurpose or, or recycle it hmm. uh, anyway. But it was a glass. It was a glass product that just couldn't be recycled yeah, I think or it was glass yeah i think so but who knows i don't remember things so well, it was quite it was glass but not glass that's very clear thank you for that tom sure. yeah yeah it, well it is very clear thank you right clear as glass some kind glass the point some glass is opaque tanda what what did did You're you do any opaque. research well i'm glad that uh, tom did some research because that opened me up for the hard pass Yes. What kind of glass superstitions did you find, PJ? I found five glass superstitions, Tanda. Oh. Thank you for asking. Ooh, mirror, nope. Eh, mirrors don't count. Uh, it's not about mirrors. At least I don't think there was. Oh, there might have been one about mirrors. Let me see. Yeah, Actually, technically, technically, I have six superstitions, but one of them is the same superstition on two different websites with two different answers. Hmm. So that counts. Uh, number Wait, you one. You click on more than one website when you do your research. That's generally He's how research is done. Always Tom. has been. 
you're oh my goodness. supposed to check your sources, you know, multiple sources. It's how you, you went to college, didn't you? Nope. I didn't even graduate, and I know that. Anyway, uh, superstition number one, breaking a bowl, cup, uh, glass, or bottle made of glass uh, is considered to be good fortune and bring money. And sometimes it symbolizes oh. that great news about your financial matters are on the way. So Wait, is that like the, the Jewish tradition where they break a, a free, is it a cup? I don't know what's in that. It, they it like says it's a, it's a category something on, a, at the, on their wedding day. You never seen this? You're, you, you froze on me, Tom. I, didn't know what you said. I don't know who does it. Are you talking about the oh, Jewish weddings? It's like a Jewish tradition. Or yeah. A, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Greek. Tradition. Yeah, the Greeks. Oh, is it yeah. Greek tradition? Hey, it's it's well. Greek, yeah. Greek and Jewish. Oh, I yeah. thought it was always. Well, so interesting. I, I, I know, I know. In the the the, the Jewish tradition, um, the 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 saying is they wrap the the glass in cloth and the the man breaks it, and it's supposed to symbolize this is the last time he will ever put his foot down in front of his wife like his, his wife is running the show from that point on <laughs> that's i know that's how that's i don't know if it it probably also means the money thing but um i don't, I don't know uh, anyway um it goes on to explain that but i'm not reading the rest of it uh number two is breaking a figurine made of glass and this is kind of a slippery slope it basically says that it the how the superstition works depends on how much the figurine meant to you so if it accidentally broke and it didn't mean much to you, then yeah, you don't have to worry about it so much. But if it was very dear to you, then it's possible that uh, someone in your life is going to break. Like, you know, I don't know. That, that, was, uh -huh. that one wasn't So don't clear. get too attached to your figurines. Pretty much, yeah. Or just start throwing them against the wall. Either way, I think it's pretty safe. Um, breaking or seeing broken glass. Uh People that believe if you are dealing with a loss, you will be breaking or seeing many broken glass objects. So if someone in your family dies or it, it just says loss, you, you could have lost your dog. I don't know. But there's going to be glass everywhere, apparently. That's that's the superstition. Um, could have lost your glasses. Or your glasses. maybe yeah. you lost then broke them. Could, could be both. Interesting. Yeah. Or you lose uh, your brakes. That can result in mm. broken glass. Most of the time, yeah. True. Unless you're on a bicycle. Uh, number four is, in fact, Tom's favorite, um, broken mirrors. And um, That's not my favorite. Well, it's the one you mentioned. Uh, the no, most pizza. Pizza is my favorite. Mm, I like pizza, but not with broken glass. Pizza is not a superstition, True. Tom. That's a food. You asked me what my favorite was. Y I don't understand. Your favorite superstition about cutting glass. Oh, 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 well, pizza. Welcome back, pizza. Tom. Yeah, uh, never mind. All right, so uh, it says here that the most famous belief uh, is that you will have seven years of bad luck. Um, however, it also says here a broken clock or wristwatch made of glass, also widely believed to be a bad sign, symbolizes no progress and a delay in work. Why is that lumped in with a broken mirror? Never mind. Don't 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 listen. Um, number five, broken window. This one goes a little deep. 
uh, if the window in your room is broken, it symbolizes that you are weak, delicate, and fragile, and that your invisible defensive shield has been damaged, and there is nothing to shield you. Is Not that, are these the, the instructions for a game? The window. I love that both of you yelled at the same time, so no one could understand anything that you said. I'm going to shout it louder so that you can't hear Tanda. I was saying, not if you're the one that karate chopped the window, then you're tough. You're Cobra Kai for life, ride or die. Unless you slice your wrist and die, and then you're fragile. No mercy. What if it was some kid throwing a brick through your window? Then what? That doesn't make any sense. Um... Hmm. I broke my neighbor's window with my BB gun. Uh, I broke I broke my neighbor's window with a golf ball. I'm glad I'm not neighbors to either one of you. They, they were neighbors through the woods, and I was like, "There's no way I'd ever hit a house," <laughs> and I broke their glass. And so I went. I heard it. So I went through the woods, and I saw the window. I was like, "Oh no." So I picked up my golf ball and went back home and never told anybody until this moment right now. Right now. I, I broke a window. Literally never told anybody. <laughs> we broke we broke a front two of our front windows playing in the front yard through the years. And I just remember right to this day, my brother-in-law and sister have my dad's old dining room table that I grew up with. And it has this big scratch in it that looks like a skateboard. It's got and and that was from glass hitting it from the window breaking on top of it, and so I had this constant reminder that uh, every time we would sit down to eat that that I threw the ball through the window. You guys are both very talented. I got I got to give it to you. Well, that was our that was our personal history with glass. Yeah, <laughs> so we can just skip over that. We just skip that. Uh, part. All right, so I'm gonna hit the last one here. This is the one from the other website. And it says, if glass breaks, that means evil is leaving your house and good luck is on its way. And this is from Pakistan, is where this superstition comes from. Um, oh, so, I've never broke anybody's window in Pakistan. I haven't either, which is probably why we haven't had any good luck. Podcast is going bucket list. down the tubes. All right. Okay, uh, and that was it. That was all the superstitions I had for glass cutting. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right. We have a write-in dealer's corner this week from one of our patrons, uh, Old Timey Tools. And he says, I saw a Delta table saw listed for sale for $50. The one photo was close up, was a close up of a 1930s machine. And in the background, peeking through, you could see a, a rusty cast iron base. I immediately knew it was a Walker Turner metal cutting bandsaw because I don't have one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I don't have a life. <laughs> so I decided to make the 40-minute trip. Uh, two of those miles were on an unpaved dirt road, which we all know is a good sign. I was greeted by two massive dogs who immediately jumped at me. I did the whole oh-so-cute pat-pat-pat, now get off me, you are wet and stink. Um, in front of a rundown building, they had lined up some machines, ten in total, all in different levels of disrepair, missing wheels, motors, etc. 
I ended up not taking any of them at $50. Uh, chatting to the husband, I was told everything belonged to the wife's late husband, who I didn't even get. Who I didn't even get to the part of what I got. Ha ha ha. Okay, I'll stop. So apparently Juan just... You're doing a great job, PJ. He, he sent this in um, to taunt us. He's not even telling us what he got. Um, however... He didn't? No, he, that's it. He stopped ty typing. <laughs> what the... Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not making it up. This is what he sent me. Oh, I'm so mad. Um, I'm so mad, Juan. I'm, I'm messaging him right now, and I'm going to tell him why I'm mad. I'm just going to tell him I'm mad. So I, I do know that he got a, uh, a 1930s... Uh, Delta floor model drill press uh, that was in not so good condition. And he got, he, I'm trying to remember what the second thing was. He got something that was mounted to a cast iron base, but the base had a defense plant plaque riveted to mm. it, mm -hmm. which was super cool because it was the same kind of plaque that I have uh, riveted to my 17-inch um, my Delta the same defense plant tag. His looked like it was a slightly better condition. But anyway, he he had a trailer full of stuff. He had, um, I saw he had two uh, loose Delta motors. He had some um, some vices. Uh, I think he got one of those um, wooden like apothecary drawers full of watchmakers parts. He, he got like a whole, like he in a trailer and the back of his minivan was all like full of stuff. He's done stories about it. Um, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't list anything. So, so that's, I don't even know if that counts. Do we, do we cut this? I don't, I need a ruling. Yeah. Well, don't just cut his name out. It'll be fine. Okay. All right. That works for me. Yeah. Don't cut his name out. <laughs> Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right. It's time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with glass cutting? I've been sandbagging yet. I actually have one experience with glass cutting. Oh, no. We had a... No, just one. It's, it'll be quick. We had a glass or a, a glass bottle cutter thing. It was just like oh, a that's, little that's, that like that's a my personal history. Sat on. Oh, all right. Well, then you tell mine. And, <laughs> and then. But I tried it like once. You had to like... You had to score it, but then you had to like heat it with a lighter, and then rub an ice cube on it, and then tap it, and it it didn't work. I, I was terrible at it. <laughs> I think I tried it on one or two bottles and gave up, and I was like, "Oh, that's not for me." Sounds a lot like foreplay, Tom. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's similar. It's it's just as delicate, I'd say. Okay. All right. Well, that's. I mean, at least you made a contribution. Tanda, uh, what, what about You're you? Welcome. Well, I I remember, um, and, it, and it's kind of funny because um, this is the same friend that I've told stories about, probably arguably one of my closest friends growing up, Sonia. And we saw, they used to have these ads for like Ronco or whatever, different things on TV. And back in the day when that was your only source of entertainment and outside world uh, stuff. And they had this you know, glass cutter, turn, you know, turn bottles into glasses and make decorative items and lampshades and so forth on TV. So our bright idea was that we would both buy them for our dads for Father's Day, um, knowing full well that neither one of our dads really 
did any kind of crafting or cared about it. And our plan worked flawlessly. We both bought them for our dads for Father's Day. Our fathers opened them, thanked them, thanked us for them, and then like set them aside and, and then and then we got to play with them. Um, so we did a number of, you know, just, I mean, there's not that many things you can do and we didn't have that many surplus bottles, but we made some goblets and some glasses and stuff. And it was similar to what Tom was saying. It was like a little stand that had the glass cutting wheel or the etching wheel on it. And you just set the bottle down and you set that to the height you wanted on your bottle. You pushed it into it and then you turned the bottle around and there was no, um, I don't think there were any instructions or anything about, you know, like heating it or, or doing anything to stress it. You just had a little, um, like a heavy wire with a bend on the end and it was rounded. So it made like a little, a little kind of clinking hammer and you had a stop that you could set at the top of the bottle. So it always hit the line that you had just cut at the same height. And you just drop that down in the bottle and then you went around the edge just kind of tapping it until it until it broke. And eh, one in two or three bottles, you could get a nice clean break on it and claim it was like a glass or something. But, you know, it was one of those things that you play with as a kid for like, you know, it keeps you occupied for three or four days or a week. And then you've made everything you can make with it and can't think of any other utility for it and it just gets set aside. And so that was like an early, early glass cutting experience. And then later on, my stepmom did stained glass. And so we had a whole like ping pong table um, full of her glass cutting stuff and stained glass stuff, I guess I should say. And so I did I did some stained glass stuff, just made some interesting little projects and then helped her uh, cut glass for her projects. And she did quite a bit. We had some windows in the house that she had done and she did a lot of pieces for other other people and then just sun catchers and small projects. And uh, that was probably um, the last time I probably cut glass, like actual glass, was I had a customer that wanted me to try um, cutting glass with my laser, etching glass to, to be broken with my laser. And that uh, didn't work out really well. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've etched lots of glass with my laser, made bottles and shot glasses and stuff for customers through the years. And the laser does a really good job of microfracturing the outer surface of the glass to give it a frosted look and to do designs in it. But for whatever reason, at least with this type of glass, they were doing something for some scientific thing and they had a whole bunch of like, kind of like microscope slides, but they needed them all cut down into specific little sizes that they couldn't get. And we thought, oh, we'll just etch it with the laser. It will be very accurate and right in the right spot. We can feed them through the laser and then they'll break right on that etched line. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it doesn't stress it, you know, it just fractures the surface, but doesn't induce stress all the way down into the glass. But it didn't break any better than just scoring it with anything else and breaking it actually worked better than scoring it with the laser. So that's mm. that's my recent glass cutting history. Mm. Interesting. New PJ? Uh, I, too, had a, a, a my grandpa 
did uh, stained glass. He, he made me things that I had in my room as a kid. Uh, I think there was like a biplane, and I think he made me a sword out of stained glass. Oh, that's glass. cool. Three-dimensional yeah. stuff. Well, it was flat. Well, the, the biplane was three-dimensional. The sword was flat. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, he did that. I, I vaguely remember his little workshop down in his basement. Um, at an auction, I got a a, a you know, you always get a box of stuff that you didn't want because you wanted one thing and there's like a hundred other things mm-hmm. in there that you came with. And, and one of those auctions I got, I want to say it was something like 20 glass cutters. Like this guy had like glass cutters for that's, him and every friend That's he been owned. in the last couple of years, right? I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything is within the last couple of years for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I have that, you know, a little drawer somewhere and then um the only other glass cutting experience i have is more glass breaking um i was watching uh, an instagram reel the other day and this guy poured a bunch of dawn dishwashing soap all over a windshield and then he took a bottle of mountain dew and poured that over the windshield and then the windshield shattered and he said this is the last time i'm doing this apparently it's something he's done a lot of but yeah if you you put dawn like dish soap just regular, like for washing your dishes, just sprinkle it on the windshield, then pour soda. I don't know if it has to be 7-Up, but that's what he poured. And it just shattered. And I'm like, that looked... You said Mountain Dew. Or maybe it was Mountain Dew. It was It was that, they're all the same color. The Sprite, Mountain Dew, it's that Hulk green, you know. It, hmm. it, it's one of the two. I don't know, try both of them. But it, it, it shattered, like, not just a little bit, like, the whole th- it's safety glass so like when one thing breaks it all breaks um so yeah that's it that that's all my experience i got nothing else it's good times i have one other thing that, that, that's I, kind uh, of somebody else's experience <clears throat> well i'm googling i'm googling <laughs> dish soap and mountain dew breaks glass is now in my search history and i am watching it hold on a second get my real rea- oh my god no, no, it's not possible. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, Tom, that was good. You should start one of those reaction channels. <laughs> oh, oh, podcast reaction channel? There's no way. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> this is great. If, like... I wish don't don't, tell, don't even face. tell people what you're watching, just like we're seeing it, just like PJ and I no. are seeing it. You're just looking right. down off screen at something point. and you react, but don't tell people what yeah. you're even reacting so to. so good. Oh my God, my it's stomach so hurts. Anyways, all right, so uh, I wanted to talk about this. So I've always been like, oh, I want to make projects with like a glass thing, but I, I'll use plexiglass. And then I'm like, oh, plexiglass is so freaking expensive and doesn't look that great all the time, depending on how you're using it. Jeez, and I'm easy to cut with a laser, though. Well, and a table saw, but I'm looking up, I wanted to look up glass tips and tricks for my research. I actually tried this week. Right. And the tips and tricks I were finding was like, score the glass and, and break it. There are (laughs) so many, yeah, there are so many videos that are like, score the glass and then heat it somehow. You know, heat it with a lighter, heat it with hot water, heat it with this, heat it with that, tie a string around it and heat it. But it's all like, score it. Heat it and then shock it. It's like, well, that's kind of how you cut glass. <laughs> yeah, but they were just, it was just score it and then roll it apart. Crack, they're basically just pulling it apart. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this is obviously simple. Like it was like single. I forget what the terms were, but it was a thin piece of glass. And I'm like, oh, I could just buy a piece of glass and cut off what I need when I need it and use that. And I'm done. Like it's not as hard as it seems. Maybe storage is probably the hardest part. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of encouraging myself to go do that and buy some glass. It might be fun to make a stained glass out of just window glass. Like completely clear. And the design is just yeah. is just the lines. Just the soldered lines are the design. Ooh, but otherwise you can just see through it like a window. I haven't seen that. That would be yeah. interesting. Just come up with a neat design where the lines are the design and then cut it you all just out. Do a logo. Yeah, you do a logo or whatever and then I mean, you could just That's cut cool. vinyl of your logo out and stick it on your window, but this is true. Know, well, I mean, if, if that wouldn't be authentic, if you non-stained, wanted to, to non-stained glass, if you wanted to fake it, Tanda, um, I have the perfect method. Uh, all you do is, is get like your, like let's say a window that you want to make into stained glass, and then buy uh, film gels, which are basically mm-hmm. just like thin sheets of plastic that are different colors. You can cut out whatever shapes you want. Super glue those shapes onto the clear glass, and the super glue will just disappear because it's clear anyway. And then just pour epoxy resin over one side, and then you have a stained glass window made out of gels, and it won't ever fade because those are meant to take film lights, which are way more harsh than sunlight, and you're done. You you could do that. It doesn't doesn't sound that interesting to me, but... I could just stain some glass on a window, but that would be it. I mean, there are, I mean, I wonder how many different ways you could make something that looks like, like Jimmy did the resin pour stained glass. That's a, that, that's a cool way to, to mimic it. But, but then you have to have all the different colors you want. You have to have all the colorants for the resin for that. So if you do a lot of resin stuff, you've got them, but otherwise, you know, if they, if you were just going to do that project, you'd have to buy all the colors and stuff you wanted. Um, or you could buy a box of Sharpies. Yeah, just color the glass. Yeah, no, you could no paint, epoxy just required. Paint, just paint the glass. Yeah, you could do that. Um, actually, uh, I, th- I think that there is stained glass paint. I think there that is. that's... I th- that, I've seen it in craft stores that you can yeah. just paint on glass to make it stained glass. Yeah. Like a tint. Yeah. 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 But that's for slackers. But stained glass is not, I mean, to do, to do wonderful artwork with stained glass is definitely a skill because of the artistic nature of it. Mm -hmm. But I think most makers with a little practice to just assemble stained glass is not, you know, is not a super difficult skill if you have the right, the right tools. Um, I, I have a thing for doors. Um, I have a, in the future, I'd actually like to make custom doors. And, um, Mm -hmm. one of those doors I would like to actually use not stained glass in the way that we know it, where it's all like, uh, put together and sort of soldered. Mm -hmm. Um, what I want to do is actually CNC the doors and make pockets for the glass and then put the stained glass in all the pockets so that the wood is actually what's in between all the pieces. But together, mm-hmm. it still makes a stained glass door. I mm-hmm. think that would be 
very cool. Yeah, that no, that'd be that'd be a cool way to do it. Just cut out all your glass and um, you could even lay your glass out. I'm, I'm already picturing how to do it, but you could just lay your glass out in the pattern you wanted and take a picture of it, and then use that to create your CNC pattern mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. make all your pockets in the door, and then after you've machined them out, drop all the pieces of glass in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so Wasn't you could Jimmy have really doing that? Odd, odd shapes and wasn't Jimmy seeing the glass? Think, he was doing that. Somewhere. I think Jimmy did some glass cutting with his laser when he had the laser oh. down in the basement. I think he was yes. doing some glass cutting. Like, yes, some time ago. I don't know if he still has the laser, but we have we have a laser at the maker's place. Maker's place. Maker space, um, and. That's what I see it getting used for because it's, I mean, a water jet is a good means of cutting glass um, into unusual shapes. And you can do inside corners and weird shapes that you couldn't easily do with traditional glass cutting. I can remember helping my mom. In fact, Jimmy and I were just talking about it before we started the podcast. And he was talking about how you would do it manually to cut an inside curve where you cut a real shallow version of the curve and you break it out. And then you cut a little bit deeper version of the curve and you break it out. And I can just remember, um, you know, cutting to uh, kind of make, making the lines of the design you want and kind of rough cutting it outside of the lines. And then my stepmom had a, um, it looked like a little tiny router table, it, but it was just a little, a little grinding wheel that came up out of a, a little, you know, pool, a little vat of water that you could fill the water in. And so it was just like a wet stone sticking up out of the middle of a little flat plate, um, you know, like you would with a router table. And then you could just grind right up to your line. And so if that was, if it was an inside corner, or kind of a rounded corner or whatever you wanted to make, then you just ground to the line with this little stone wheel and that that was a really handy tool compared to trying to cut it and get it cut by just cutting and breaking it to the right i shape. i didn't i didn't buy it tanda but i saw it uh, about a year or two ago and it was super cheap it was like 50 bucks somebody was selling a diamond wasn't really a bandsaw it was like a bandsaw but it, the diamond was like a rope it was just mm -hmm. like a strand. like a diamond encrusted yeah. yeah, and you it was I think it was meant for tile, but you could use it to cut glass. You could cut tile with it, but it was right. like a miniature, like a like an eight inch, nine inch, like benchtop bandsaw. It was it was called like you know, Dimacut or something like that. Like it was like right. the the name was super generic. I think we talked about that on the podcast. Um, we were talking about like cutting marble with a, uh, you know, like they cut mm -hmm. huge slabs of granite and stuff with basically a diamond encrusted rope right yeah so a tiny ben, version of that yeah well ben gave me one of those pieces and uh, the like the thickness of the rope that that they were using down in the lime mines is like the thickness of, like my pinky finger like it was it was pretty sizable right um this was on a much smaller scale so but um anyway but that would be that would be yeah. fun i mean and, and could be really useful to just have a bandsaw for glass I oh yeah, could save a lot of like grinding and fine fine work. I mean, I think you should have a bandsaw for every function in the shop. That goes without saying. Yeah, I agree. I should have a bandsaw for feeding the dog. 
Why don't you? Eh, just haven't found one yet. It's no excuse. Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial energy lubes and stuff. Hello, this is Chet down at Johnson's Hardware. Do you have stained glass windows that are so dirty you just can't stand it? Do you need to remove that stain and you just got no way of doing it? We have just the thing for you. Introducing Johnson's Stained Glass Remover. Big or small, Johnson's Stained Glass Remover will handle the job in a matter of minutes. Warning, do not use while drinking. You might spill something. Not for use with children. May cause blindness. Found in our tool aisle in both claw and sledge versions for up to $39.99 each. You can visit us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills for more information. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. It's time for crossbreeding. Tom, what skill goes well with glass cutting? Not breaking glass. That's a skill. The skill that goes... Glass handling? Uh, is that a circus skill? Glass handling. Glass handler. Yeah. Sure. You can't break yeah, the yeah, glass sure. before you break the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Tanda. Tanda, what skill goes well with, with glass cutting? I'm going to say uh, crawdad fishing. Ooh. How, how, how does that go well with glass cutting? Catching crawdads? Yeah. Because if you get tired of trying to catch them with a bottle, then you can just use your hand and you can cut that bottle up and make it into a cup. That yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Yeah, uh-huh. We're, we're going to go with that. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with um, window installation. Yeah. What? Sure. That doesn't make any sense. Like anything either of you two said made any sense at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got to come up with something real. You're saying you're saying you have to – you make the window to fit? No, wait. No, I want to go back just... to what Tom said. Tom, are you implying that installing windows is not real? That's a real skill. Well, plausible, possibly, but – that doesn't make any sense. That has nothing to do with glass cutting. It might not make sense, but it definitely makes dollars. People charge a lot no, of money no for one, installing no windows. No one installing windows, not a single person installing windows has ever cut a piece of glass. That's not true. You've never seen single pane windows. Or, or commercial, or commercial windows. windows. Well, commercial windows, you're probably not cutting the glass. I've seen plenty of single pane windows. I had a house where all the windows were single pane. Well, no. If you, if you have a building with... With metal, you know, inside, outside, double pane, those are all cut to cut to fit, or cut not to fit. I did a yep. project uh, a couple of years ago where we made these two giant glass doors, and I made custom handles for them that looked like football laces. Oh yeah, I and remember the glazier that. Yeah. and the glazier cut all of the holes in the glass in the wrong spot, and so when we mounted the handles, they were like like really low because there was this miscommunication of like to meet some kind of uh, um, like uh, ADA cap uh, guidelines. Compliance. That they had to be, you had to be able to reach the handles at a certain height. Well, hmm. so I drew it up and I had the lowest lace 
at that height. Or if you were in a wheelchair, you could reach the lowest lace. And then the laces were kind of centered on the door. He drilled the holes so like the upper lace was at that height. And so you walked up to this set of doors and it had these custom made handles that looked like giant football laces, you know, to like lace the two doors together. And they went from like waist level down <laughs> to, to like six inches off the ground. And the coach who was overseeing the whole, the university football coach was just like, just, just make another set of doors with no handles. Screw it. I don't even want them. The, well, the customer, the customer paid me for the custom handles and they have them hanging up like on a display on a glass, you know, like opening thing in their, in their shop, but they never made it to the stadium. Well, I, I'd like to thank you, Tanda, for that story and proving that my suggestion was actually a real skill. All right, we're moving on. It, it was a long stretch, but I, I'm glad you texted me and told me to bail you out. Mm, this was made on the fly. I hope you like it. All right. So this is this is a little left over from maker camp and some people are probably going to get a little angry at us for uh for, mm -hmm. for, for what we did um now i i want to preface this with this was the first time that tom tanda and i were actually in the same physical location and you, you know i mean the people get up to things you know, it's funny. You normally would say like, "Oh, it's the first time we've been in the same room together," but we were not in a room at all that weekend. <laughs> there were no rooms. Well, not we the three outside. of us. Not no, Tanda and I were in a room mm -hmm. together. We had the we were in the lunch and room. I wasn't. I wasn't getting in that tent with you. So. No, not not the tent. The lunch room. We were in the dining room together. But you weren't there, Tom. I don't know where you were. You're, you're like eating berries. We went and got fried chicken, twenty minutes away. It was excellent. Didn't invite me or Tanda. Did not, not. Nope. But that's not what Get we're talking bongo. about. Not we had a full car. We're, we're talking about something else, though. Not fried could chicken. Have, I could have wrote on the top. I would. Have, I would have wrote on the top. Well, I'd like to talk about fried chicken. But go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now I'm, I'm hungry. hungry. Thanks, Tom. Um, but okay. So so uh, we thought it would be funny to uh, to hide something in the jackalope, and um, mm -hmm. and we did. <laughs> 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 it's funny now but not after we tell everyone no it'll still be funny then it just people that's will true. be mad that's all but it's it's yeah. it's still funny to us we will yeah well i mean we thought it would be would be funny until we until we forgot about it well yeah right. that was a major flaw in our plan well i wouldn't say forgot i mean we we got distracted we there was just so much stuff going on we got a little distracted and um and, and, and we didn't we didn't take it out of the the jackalope. Well, I left on Saturday, Sunday morning. I thought you guys were going to take it out of the jackalope. I I got I was frozen to my chair in front of my my tent with all my tools. Oh. I I couldn't move. The ducks the ducks couldn't free you. The ducks oh my god those ducks the, there was a did we talk about the duck gang I can't <laughs> those, remember those there were duck gangs duck and ducks. They the duck gang was legit. We did. No, we talked about it. Yeah, they they um they wouldn't let me leave. I was under duck arrest. Are you are you going to use this as an excuse? Because I I mean it wasn't up to me to remove it. I don't even know what it was. I just know that it was heavy and 
and it was in you, a box. You know what it was. We all knew what it was, you Tanda. Don't play dumb. <laughs> don't try and get out of this responsibility. So, oh my gosh, you're. That's <laughs> so bad. Um, we okay. So we all knew what what was in there, and um, of course, uh, I recognized what happened once the jackalope was lit on fire, and um, some of the flames towards the rear end uh, changed colors. And um, I don't I don't know if you remember, but um, Tom, you weren't there. There was a he's gonna uh, be so mad. There was a thermal a thermal tornado, like a spiral that came out the back. Yep. Did you see that? Out of the rear end of the jackalope. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because uh, that's because of the motor. That's uh, that's why that happened. I mean. Uh, well, you just you're gonna just say it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a motor. What am I supposed to say? It was a motor. It was a special motor. Um, okay, so... Yeah. You want me to tell him? I'll tell him. But, but I'll, I'll finish it. Uh, Go ahead. You, you start it. He likes he likes me, and it wasn't my fault, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll spill the beans. So apparently on Friday, was it? Was it Friday when, it, yeah. when you took it? Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. was before I even got there. Just I mean, you brought me in on the gag, but... And I thought it was funny, but you stole... Lucas's Delta motor right off his trailer. Yep. Yep. The one that he was the one that he talked about going missing. Yep. And we all kept our mouths shut. Yep. That's what that and was. Yeah. Yeah. He's still playing dumb. It's not working, Tanda. It's not working. <laughs> and uh I mean it was funny, we just keep it for the weekend and then give it back to him at the end and you know, he has a time and, and we we laugh. And that was the idea. And um, that's what I told you, Tom. The whole point, the whole point of you taking it was that you wanted a deal on that sander. Yeah. And you were like, well, if the motor's missing, he's got to give me a bargain. Exactly. So, right. And then you would give him the motor back after. And you're like, well, I already bought the sander. Why don't you just give me the motor? And I, it was a flawed plan, PJ. And I'm, I'm frankly a little embarrassed that I haven't quit the show because of this act. But to be fair... You pulled me into it. I was like, "Ah, oh, it's funny. Let's go with it." And I kept it a secret too. So I mean, it's still funny. It's just not as funny because he didn't end up selling me the the sander. So that's that was well because you're you're you wanted an unreasonable price. I wanted it that's, for free. I mean, we, he was going to trade right, me. I, I was going right. to, you know, I had stuff there. I was like, "Hey, man, just just trade me something for the sander." And he's like, "All right, we'll talk about it." And and then when he came over to the tent to look at the stuff. He he bought a pair of wheel sweepers for some other, you know, for a 14-inch Delta bandsaw, and then he didn't buy anything else. And I'm like, man, what about the sander? And he's like, oh, that got sold to the Blackthorn. <laughs> what? Yeah, somebody, Dang. some somehow they own it now. I, I don't know. It, it was done without my sure. knowledge. Well, te- technically, they still have the motor. That's true. Someone That's does. true. They do have, well, it's in the ground. Um, that, that had right. to have burned right into the dirt. I mean, that was very hot, that fire. But there's, <laughs> there's no way they're going to be able to pin anything on us. You can't recognize that. Mm-hmm. It's all charred yeah. up and black. Yeah. Good Good thing this is a secret segment. <laughs> but, oh, wait, this, this, not, this not, isn't, not secret isn't the secret segment. No. This isn't. Why are we doing this in the regular show? This was your idea, Tom. Why? No, this. I said secret segment. We should do it for the secret segment. We only have one patron, and he's cool and won't tell anybody. Um, uh, you know, oh, look, we're out of time. 
Yeah, sure, they made something. They made it all up. Okay, so Tom, what do you got for short and sweet? Nothing. Hard pass. Tom's. Oh got no, nothing. I bought I bought a tape measure from Ethan Carter Designs. Uh, I met him at Maker Camp, and he had this beautiful tape measure. It's the Stanley 175 year tape measure. Uh huh. And I got it. He wrapped it in leather, and it's beautiful. And I oh, that's it. cool. Very cool. Did you yeah. Did you see the text I sent you today, Tom, about the 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 Stanley 100 foot tape measure? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that was I think cheap. maybe twelve bucks. Good God. And I mm-hmm. may be wrong, but I think I met Ethan the first time at, uh, um, in Texas at the uh, um, get together out there, the Good of the Land Fest. But maybe oh. I, maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah. Possible. Possible. Anyways, Panda, what? what do you got for short and sweet? I don't have anything. Um, Fair enough. Tanda's got nothing. And that's I, all the people we have to talk about short and sweet. Great. Yep. There's, there's still me, Tom. Still me. Oh, oh there's yeah. Still, me. There's still here. Still here. Yeah. So I, yeah. I remembered what I was going to say last week when Jimmy was on, but I got distracted. So you remember the, the banner that I ordered that never showed up that I was supposed to have for Maker yeah. Camp? So it did show up. And once it got here, I had a nice back and forth with the company and the short version is uh they refunded my shipping and in full and then they refunded 60 percent of the cost of the banner they wouldn't do 100 percent but they did 60 so basically i now have a banner that cost me like i don't know 20 dollars something like that and um yeah i feel good about that that's a that's a win for the junk hunter in my opinion that's all i can say you know i mean what else can you I stole say? Stole from some poor sign company that can't. I did not steal from them. They ruined my show, dude. That's I. I if I had that sign, I could have gotten at least one more customer. Just saying. <laughs> Definitely uh, one more customer with at that least sign. one more customer. Uh, but anyway, I want to, uh, to thank our top Patreon supporters, our very own Tanda, who's got to run out the door here in just a second, and Creator Nader, who um, I'm not. Uh, you know what? Creator Nader promised me something, and the promise has not been kept. I'm very upset, Creator Nader. You've been a bad boy. I'm not going to say what it was, but I'm calling you out. Actually, I shouldn't say that. He told me it was going to be like July of next year, so never mind. I'm, I'm just messing with him. He's a good dude. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram. And you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.